Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Crystal Core Radio. Brian and Chris here bringing you, once again, Chili, uh, taking some time out of his day. Uh, guys, if you aren't following Chili, Moogle Go Round Radio over on Twitch. I'll ensure uh, to include the link to his channel for YouTube and Twitch uh, in the description of this podcast. But welcome back, Chili. Welcome back, Chris. Uh, happy anniversary uh, to you and your wife just celebrating that in Chicago. So, I'm going to, I'm going to turn it over to Chris, man. Like what's been going on with you real quick. And then we'll go to Chile. I've just been working Been working, uh, been training for running. I did another, another four miles this morning. I have my, uh, third sprint triathlon is in like a week or two. And nice. then I've got, uh, I can't remember if it's next weekend or the weekend after. And then I've got my first marathon in December. Ooh. So if I'm not working, that's, running. that's pretty much where my time goes, but I'm looking forward to 6.5 today. Yes. Uh, I've been looking forward to it all week. How about you, Chili? What's going on with you, dude? I'm pretty good. I've been enjoying 6.5. It's been some fun content. you got a lot looking forward uh, to you, Chris. you got a lot ahead of you. I'm hoping you enjoy the new Alliance Raid and the new MSQ. I I've had fun. It's been a blast. But apart from that, just getting ready for FanFest in, in, in like, what, two weeks or so, give or take? Soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I have my snacks ready because I have I've been crazy <laughs> and imported some snacks from Japan. Very soon. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about these, but there was some Final Fantasy fourteen branded um, crisps or chips, as you call them in America, oh. that they released in Japan, and I imported them over in a box. I've got six of them, so I'm going to give some out at Fan Fest for people. Cool. That's awesome, dude, man. So yeah, uh, 16 days, the official countdown uh, to uh, the next European Fan Fest. And also thanks everybody here who's joining us in chat. Uh, Soro saying, hey guys, it's been a while. It's good to see you. It's good to see everybody, Riku, and uh, and so much more joining us live. Guys, if you're watching this as a, a live, be sure to hit the, uh, the like button. If you're watching this as a VOD, sound off in the comments below. We'd like to feature your comments. Uh, in our discussions, especially as it relates to live service games, Final Fantasy 14. And today we're going to be talking uh, primarily about uh, Final Fantasy 14's patch 6.5. We're also going to be talking about uh, New World's expansion that dropped today. So much uh, in terms of live service. I'm going to get Chris's and Chili's weigh in on um, what feels in a way like a kind of a live service pullback. A lot of players across all games, it feels like if you're ever going to get into that third season where you complain about your your live service game, all games have kind of started to kind of gravitate towards that in some degree. So I'm going to get their you know opinions on that subject and uh, so much more. But uh, one announcement for me, I have a uh, if you guys are in Dallas and you want to come see my comedy routine, Dallas Co uh, community. Uh, community college dallas comedy club <laughs> uh is uh october 13th at 7 p.m i've got uh, a tweet up about where you can get tickets if you're interested in joining me for some of my stand-up and that anyway let's go uh let's go to chris uh namely uh when we talk about what is going on right now with the general mood i've seen a lot of gamers frustrated about destiny or insert live service wayfinder insert live live service uh game and you know and then just generally frustrated and we're seeing that we've also seen sony talk about making a big push into live services uh what what do you, how do you feel right now as somebody who enjoys live service games uh do you feel like they're on kind of a uh you know maybe like a hiatus or is this a long time coming where do you fall um i mean everything's cyclical like I'm not currently subscribed to Netflix, but I not because I will never be again in my life. 
Yeah. I'm not currently subscribed to Disney Plus, but not because I never will again in my life. I'm not subscribed to Hulu. Uh, right now, we're watching a couple of things on Peacock, and um, there's not a lot on there that appeals to me, so that's usually pretty short-lived when we bring it around. Um, we have some Amazon stuff, because the Wheel of Time stuff's back, uh, which I enjoy. My brother says it's terrible, so I'm sure everybody has an opinion. Uh, it might be terrible, but I enjoy it, so I, I'm not even saying he's wrong. Uh, I just enjoy the show. He, he says the books are just so much better. I'm like, that's yeah, that's fine. I'm having a blast. Um, so we keep a couple things around. Currently, I'm subscribed to Final Fantasy 14, but I haven't been playing much, but not because I'm upset with the game. It's just a natural point in its patch cycle where it's easier to spend my time somewhere else. Uh, Wheel of Time Season 2 is out. It is. They're releasing it like one every week. So if you're somebody that likes to binge it, wait. Uh, <laughs> Because it's not all out yet. Um, yeah, I I think it's just like it's just a natural cycle of things. I think what might be different is that during COVID, many of us pre-COVID had gotten to where we were maintaining two, three, four subscriptions for entertainment. Just mm -hmm. one big bundle. Yeah. Maybe that's Game Pass. Maybe that's streaming services. Maybe that's, you know, live service games. During COVID, when we were all trapped inside many of us increased that number or increased that burn rate. We either increased how much we were consuming and how often we were mm -hmm. turning them over or yeah. we were subscribed to five, six things at once. Maybe you added on Crunchyroll for the first time. Maybe you added on, maybe your World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy. Um, maybe you started getting into Guild Wars and you're spending regularly. So it feels like a subscription. And so you start, and so normally you have some coming in the door and some going out the door at the same time. And I think what's different is we pushed a bunch in the door at once. And so it's just for a lot of people, they're like, oh, my God, I look down and I have forty five dollars, sixty five dollars, a hundred dollars a month in subscriptions that like I use that. and don't want to keep up with. Right. Um, and so that's where they're starting to take breaks. And like that's that doesn't necessarily um, Zeno said it when he was talking about the 14 stuff. It's not burnout. It's boredom. And that's the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Like they're both ends that require you to disengage. But burnout is when you're forced to engage with something and you just don't want to do it anymore, but you keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Boredom is, I'm not upset at them. I just want to do something else. <laughs> do you think this year has had any kind of impact because we've seen just big RPGs release throughout this entire year? It wasn't just like one month. It's been like almost, you could say, like every month, every other month, a big mainline RPG has come out and do you feel like that could be com uh, competing somewhat with the live service model? I think the word we use a lot is invitation. Mm -hmm. um, so I bought my first car 14 years ago. Um, I bought it on like a five or six year note. So I've not had a car payment for like eight years or something silly. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, and in the last and, and for the last five years, it's been relatively maintenance free. I've had a couple of little parts I've changed out myself. Um, I had a new set of tires in there. I have some oil changes. Maybe there's a new battery, things I can do and things that are relatively affordable and things that come at a predictable rate, uh, windshield wipers, little things. Um, my, my bulbs are led, so it hasn't even been bulbs. It's been great in the last four months. It has gone into the shop three times and it is mm -hmm. in the shop currently today. Uh, and each time has gotten more expensive than the last. So this will likely be a four digit number. Yeah. So after 14 years, I am looking at purchasing another vehicle. Ooh. And so today I'm going to rent something. 
um, that I'm really excited about. It meets all of the criteria of what we want from a car. I have a short list of all the cars that actually meet all that criteria. And then yeah. I organize them by the, by the order in which I liked them. And every Chris time my car breaks nice. down, I'm going to rent <laughs> one of those. And I'm starting with number one. And so if my car breaks down again, I'm going to rent number two. And we probably have the budget to buy another car next summer. So nice. as long as my car can hold out, it's not financially stressful as long as we can wait six to seven more months because I haven't been setting aside. The yeah. general advice is when you pay off your car, take that payment or a large percentage of that payment and put it in a savings account and keep paying it because you're used to paying it. And then when your car does this, you won't be surprised and you'll have a big pile of money because I would have eight years of money. So like I would just go buy a new car. Like it would be yeah. fine. I'd be like, oh, I have this giant savings account. But instead I did things like became a YouTuber, which people were like, you do that for the money. I'm like, talk <laughs> <laughs> about the same things uh no, oh, that's cute. having a car pays payment paid off and having my student loans paid off is a huge component of what made youtube possible yeah um, <laughs> so all of this to say now i'm looking at other cars yeah. and that's a foreign concept to my wife and she said after and after 14 years some of the things i've said about my car in the last week have been very dismissive because i'm very frustrated at it yeah. and i'm very excited about this car that i'm picking up at three o'clock today i'm super excited about it i feel like weird about it because it's a much fancier car than what i drive now but i'm looking yeah. at buying it used so like it's it's under 30 grand new so like or used so like it's oh that's actually it's, great like it's, it's in the price range it just feels weird because the brand that it is is a luxury mm -hmm. brand and so that feels very fancy as somebody that drives a jeep like i don't I don't know if I'm ready to have a luxury brand on my keychain because it feels like I'm trying to be something that I'm not. And like, but I just like the car. I just think it's yeah. really cool. I've been staring at them for six or seven years and now I'm thinking about getting one. And so I'm going to read the text because you're like, you're saying kind of, this is why this all ties in. Yeah. And so I was just, I, I was just anticipating somebody commenting on like yeah, we're gonna get live that. service Jeep. Live service, <laughs> live service. Um, and so I mean, haven't car companies tried to do that in a way? Not exactly a live service, but is oh. it BMW where you can like pay monthly to Describe upgrade specific things for, to turn on features yeah. to your vehicle, which yeah. is yeah. disgusting. Kind of. So the reason they're doing it is because it's cheaper to manufacture a car with seat warmers every single time. It's mm -hmm. cheaper to have one manufacturing process. Yeah. But you can't afford to give seat warmers out for free. But if you add the price of seat warmers to your base price, you price out some of your market. So the theory behind it, and I'm not saying I agree with it or not, but at least the theory behind it ethically, how this got brought up in a boardroom and they didn't immediately get laughed at was <laughs> we'll put it in every car and then we'll sell it as either an upgrade or a subscription type thing to have access to these varying aspects of the car. That way, the people that want to pay more can pay more and the people who want that base price can have the base price and we can have overall the cheaper manufacturing process. That was the theory behind that as a complete derail. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying, saying I'm not saying in reality it doesn't sting just, to walk in and be like your car has seat warmers. They just don't turn on, idiot. Like you got to you got to subscribe, good. which feels very Silicon Valley. Like we got to get those we got to get those monthly fees coming in, rolling in. Uh, they're not going to miss it as a part. Bundle it with your payment, you know, etc. So I said what, after the text, yeah. Um, wow, we texted a lot yesterday. <laughs> oh my gosh, you ever? So I. By the so way, basically, like here's, here's what it was. I can just sum it up. So yeah. I said, after 14 years, I'm just really hurt. And I'm really excited to be in something new. Mm -hmm. And my wife says, I hope you don't ever say that about me. Because <laughs> however I said it was very yeah. dismissive to my Jeep. Like, well, that relationship's over. And that's not really how I feel. Right. But however I said it was immediately like, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, then don't go in the shop three months in a row, which will happen. There will be a time that one of us will go into the hospital three months in a row 
Yeah. And while you're in there, tell me to rent or try out a younger model. Because <laughs> that's the second step. Because she's the one that told me to rent the car I like. That's yeah. what, that's the switch. I was just going to rent some smoke filled Hyundai Sonata and drive <laughs> that around this week with like fries under the seat. And she's like, no, go onto this. There's this app called Turo. It's like VRBO and you can rent people's cars. And what's crazy is I'm renting this luxury car from somebody and it's half the price of renting like a beat up Ford Focus. Like yeah. it's so like I'm saving money while doing this. But the difference is it's it's inviting that. As you said, are RPGs part of the reason people might be feeling that it's time to flee from some of these subscription services? Well, these subscription services were naturally at a point where some levels of burnout had happened in games that require you to play. Final Fantasy XIV is not one of those games. And other mm -hmm. games had moved to boredom, where people had done everything that they want to do. You've watched everything on the streaming service that you want to watch. Not you've watched everything, you watch everything that you want to watch. Um, which, depending on the service, like I said with Peacock, there's not that many things that they have for me. As opposed to when we turn on Netflix, my wife's like, there's never anything on here. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, so their taste tends to align with me more. Uh, so I tend to overconsume Netflix. When you have all these RPGs open up, that's the invitation. That's the car rental while my car's in the shop. Yeah. Final Fantasy 14 is at a point right now where I don't, I've been doing other things and other things have been a priority. So there was no big moment for me. I'm not one of these Final Fantasy 14's dying. I'm going to quit videos. Um, there are people that make those and they're really dramatic and they get a lot of views and they spark a lot of conversation and people get really excited about watching them. And so like they make these big moments. I never had one of those. I never right. had an aha. This is the last straw. I just logged out one day and then a couple of weeks later, I hadn't logged back in and Coogan put on so Twitter, what have you been doing if you've quit? And I said, I never really quit, but I have been doing Japanese Duolingo. And the reason I've been doing Japanese Duolingo is because I've been watching live letters. I've watched over 50 live letters and I still can't read a single Japanese character. And so like my Final Fantasy 14 effort is just shifted somewhere else. But like, I have no reason to learn Japanese that isn't Final Fantasy 14 related. The whole reason is like, I would love to be able to have a brief like hello conversation with Yoshi P should I ever be given the pleasure of meeting him in person again? Like mm -hmm. that's the reason that's the whole appeal of Japanese Duolingo. Like, like to read the slides at FanFest. that's the appeal, which you're going to have English written right below. Them. Like it's, I have no legitimate, I'm not going to go work there. I'm not going to teach Japanese. I'm not going to teach English to people that speak Japanese. I, I, I'm learning it because of Final Fantasy 14. Um, yeah. But the invitation to go do Duolingo instead, the invitation to play Final Fantasy 16 instead, the invitation to play Starfield instead or whatever the hell you're doing is because like subscriptions were already at this natural low point, mm -hmm. you know, and they hit it every two years. Um, and like my wife said, I, you know, well, the, you know, that that really hurts. And it's like, well, you told me that it was OK to go try other cars. The answer is like, if you didn't want that, don't tell me to go see other people. But. But Yoshi P and the team are okay with that. They know that there are times that you've done everything you want to do and they don't want to burn you out, but they know that boredom is a natural low point that happens between cycles or at various times within an expansion. And so you can be excited about Dawn Trail and not actively subscribed. Like that, that's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's true of all of these subscription services. So whether it be somebody who religiously consumes Destiny or World of Warcraft or Guild Wars or whatever, cyclical does not mean dislike right um and your criticisms you could be criticizing while playing and not really have any criticisms while not playing those are not necessarily tied either <laughs> when um, i'm not playing this game like it's perfect in my mind you know <laughs> it's like all the things that I annoy mean, you fade away go ahead chili like what what how do you feel about the topic 
I've been telling a lot of people, especially you're talking about Dawn Trail and Burnout, like you should, if you really only play it for the MSQ and stuff, that you should just wait until next year and play it because that way you'll be able to just gear up straight away and you can go straight into Dawn Trail. There's no, the story's not going anywhere. You can take your time, play it whenever you've got time. Don't, right. don't feel like you've got to play it day one. You've got like what, six months until Dawn Trail at least. You've got a lot, a long, long time. And the story's not even finished. You've got to wait till January for the next part of the story. So if you really care, just wait until that's out and then play it. And just Especially buy the with the .5 gear. patch. Yeah, the point five patch yeah. is one that like I can absolutely see people waiting till the half patch because they want to play the finale in one go. This is mm -hmm. kind of a two-parter. So like when TV shows have like a two-part finale and they play them back-to-back -back weeks, I can see the logic in waiting to week two. And week two in this case, you're absolutely right. It's in January. Yeah, so you have January for the 6.55, which then will lead into the Japanese uh, Fan Fest, and then ultimately will kind of... 6.55 seems to be after Japanese Fan Fest. In January? Like, when's the Japanese Fan Fest? Yeah. Is it this year? No. Uh, January Fan Fest. It's no, going to be over 100 days between 0.5 and 0.55. It is the longest oh, wow. gap to the, mm. to the 0.55 patch in Final Fantasy history. And if they wait to unlock the final tier of Savage to 0.58, which is two weeks after 0.55, which is the historic unlock point, mm -hmm. it would be the longest gap uh, for a raid tier before the loot unlocked. So, like, Criterion well, loot is yeah. pivotal um, to making this gap feel good. And, and like, and the Criterion's not... Is Criterion 0.51? God, I hope so. Yeah, it's, it's, 0.51. Yeah, and right. so, the, so the 0.51, yeah. that's the thing to do. Um so there's there's a lot that's interesting about this cycle that has never happened like this before. Mm -hmm. um, and what's what makes that even longer is that 0.5 is a week earlier than I thought it would be. I thought they would take the um, mid, uh, mid October. I thought they would take their summer break, yeah. and they never took their summer break. So they were supposed to take an extra one week. So this patch arrived early, and 0.55 is late. And so like that that distance is just incredibly long. And then, uh, so Chile is estimating about six months, but I would probably more or less put it closer to eight to put it into that yeah. June time frame, which like that in and of itself, I think is going to lead to exactly why I think a lot of people are are kind of feeling, which based off of Yoshi P's design of the game, like, yeah, go go play something else right now. Because like you said, like there's, there, you're not going to be punished for stepping into, you know, the game back, you know, if you want to step in in May or, or even June of 2024, you're going to be able to, they're going to help kind of bullet train you up to the, to the front of the line to get ready for the expansion at that time. So I think that's going to be kind of important. And I wouldn't be shocked if somewhere to between June and June, no, sorry, January and June, um, that there will be a free, like a free weekend for people to be able to log in if they haven't been subscribed for months as well. There's probably going to be yeah, like, free a, login campaigns, yeah, yeah. All right, let's see here. So we talked about uh, the free, uh, like uh, the free trial. Actually, no, we haven't talked about the free trial being expanded. But now, as it is exists today, the free trial goes all the way through Stormblood. But also, what a lot of people were talking about happening in October that the Xbox uh, beta would be releasing with six five. But from the the voices and everything that's been said, it sounds like it's the six five cycle. So. Uh, what do you guys feel about both the free trial and when you think about the Xbox release uh, for the beta before, it, you know, because we know it's releasing in spring 2024. Um, I, I think I think that's the right time to launch it. It's it gives them a lot of time to bug fix. 
Uh, there are a lot of longtime players that are going to take the 0.5 cycle like they always do as a chance to maybe play a few less hours. Um, there will be others who view it as a time to play more hours, but in content that they don't typically play. So maybe they've always wanted to spend time on Deep Dungeon or grinding an old relic, and they can never fit it within their static or their RP group or whatever it is that ties up their time between patches throughout the expansion. And because this time, like, there, it's a great time to dump more time into parts of the game that maybe you don't normally engage with. But mm -hmm. if you don't have any of those spots, those people will be away. But during that time, what keeps the population level at all, and actually typically the total population dips and then rises back up, but the only thing that keeps it from just bottoming out um, is we get a lot of sprouts. We get a mm. lot of fresh new faces. And Xbox is just a whole new vertical, um, as kind of the business term, that is unexplored. Right. Yeah. And so you can try to raise the vertical in PlayStation. You can try to raise the vertical in Mac. You can try to raise the vertical in PC, uh, in Steam, any of these ecosystems where you already have a presence. But that's advertising to people you've already advertised into in the past, hoping they'll make a decision now that they didn't make last time. It happens, but that's a much harder conversion. Xbox is an entirely unexplored vertical. It's at zero Xbox players that only have Xboxes have been able to play Final Fantasy 14. So the mm. first time those ads hit them, there are a lot of them that are like, oh my God, I've been interested in this game for a long time. So that it should just take off. There should just be a ton of new players coming in. And that's that's wonderful. It's it's really exciting, especially for those of us that you get to the new expansion, you're excited about the new one, but you don't know that much. Right. And so you're kind of just like, I'm not that excited. I want to be excited, but I'm not that excited. And seeing somebody come in who is saying things like, I'm going to love this game forever. This game will never run out of content. This game is so amazing. People told me that ARR and Stormblood are the two worst parts, and I loved both of them. <laughs> Having that positivity around is yeah. fun. It's yeah. really fun. Uh, and it comes from new players. People with less than a year, people with less than two years of experience um, can just have this positivity because they've got 10 years of buffet to consume. So they're just like, the moment they get tired of one section, they're like, and this is good, and this is good, and this is good, as opposed to somebody who is like, I've grinded every relic on six characters. I'm just so tired of relics. I get that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Makes sense. Like, Checks out. Makes sense. Um, it's really hard for that player to be as exciting to be around. Uh, even though they're typically very knowledgeable and anything they have nice to say about the game is very thoughtful, the blind joy that like a new player can get is fun. It's contagious. Um, and, you know, it's what results in these moments like Rich Cop. Mm -hmm. uh, man, that narrative really took a turn. Uh, so, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. But, like, oh, God. Just yeah. bringing in <laughs> positive, fun events like that, um, you know, the, the public ones are all these like big creator collabs, but they're happening behind doors too. I just can't reference them because I don't know who they are, but there are people right now that are meeting for the first time or longtime friends that will be joining because one of them was on Xbox and they never had access to the game. Otherwise. What do you think, Chili? For me, I'm excited for the Xbox version, but I think we're not going to see it until. Well, we'll probably see the beta in January, February time, but I think yeah. we're not going to see it properly until the Dawn Trail pre-orders go live. And then what they'll do is, rather than just selling Endwalker like it is now, they'll oh, have boy. it so that there's a, a, a pre-order for Dawn Trail on Xbox. And then when you pre-order the Dawn Trail, you get everything up to Dawn Trail. Right. So that way they don't sell one version and then... And then have to come back and say, hey, by the yeah. way, we want some more money. Because for somebody who yeah. isn't in the know, all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Why am I being asked uh, for more money? I hope they do that, Chili. I think that's that would be a really smart uh, thing because you could 
buy Don Trail today and play Final Fantasy 14 today with the Don Trail being, you know, released in uh, chat. And we're hoping for June 22nd. Like, I think that seems like a reasonable uh, time frame. Uh, that is summer, <laughs> early summer. Let's go. Is that the date that people are predicting? Uh, that's what uh, Riku was talking about, how how Yoshi P would give him another birthday present uh, because June 22nd uh, was Final Fantasy 16's release as well. So who knows? Right, I'm going to see if the spreadsheet yeah. is as optim- is we're optimistic gonna, here. We're going to see here. We're going to we're going to compare that date. Uh, any other thoughts on that, on, on that, Chili, regarding the Xbox version? I think, of the I think that's late. Okay. I think that's late. I think it's in. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that late. I think it's I think it's early June. Yeah, same. I have it predicted as May 31st. Ooh, okay. Um, but like that could be off by two or three weeks either direction. Probably in the, and probably that's probably the earliest it could be. Um, I had originally said March was the earliest it could be. I think May 31st is probably the earliest date. So it could be June. June's very logical. I think May, May 31st will be is the probably, early May 31st is probably the beginning of the window yeah. um, that I would get yeah. it. And that's a Friday. I so think- that's noting early access because that's how my spreadsheet tracks. Yeah. So yeah. it'll officially have a June fourth launch as is in my that's the earliest possible date. Later than that would not shock me. Yeah, and then uh, each flounder saying that that's enough time after a rebirth's release. So it's when we think about yeah. everything that is um, you know popping off from Square Enix, that is uh, something to consider. You'll, you'll probably see a tease of the PC version of Rebirth sometime, probably in what August September time. I don't know. I think it'll probably be a tighter. They said that the uh, the exclusivity for a rebirth was much shorter than like the year or it's whatever only, it was. Yeah, but it's only three months for the exclusivity window, but that doesn't mean it's going to be released in three months. Like the Final Fantasy 16 one's been over for ages on PC because that was only six months. So it, it's still going to take them time to pull, it, to pull it over. So I still don't expect it before Christmas. Okay, They're probably waiting to see if Epic will drop any money on it is my guess. Now, uh, before the show, Chili, you asked me if I'd heard the latest Sony bad news, and I said, "Don't tell me about it. I haven't heard about it." Um, but I like okay, to, do you want the good news or the bad news? I like to start. I'm a good news guy first, then the bad news. Uh, Chris, do you have a okay. preference? I'm totally the opposite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ruin my day first. Rip the bandaid off, okay. and then tell me it's not infected. Like, well, like, you know what? Hope. The bad news is very, very, very bad. So I'm going to go with the bad news. Okay. Um, and it, did anyone hear about the um hack that happened with Sony recently? Oh yeah, I think everybody heard uh, about where that. The, yeah. Well, it looks like Sony has released information on the fact that um, it looks like consumer accounts are safe. Oh. Looks good. like everyone's uh, consumer accounts should be safe. You should all be. You should all be safe for what we know so far. Okay. But. 7,000 employees had all their personal information exposed. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah. That's scary. So, like, at the end of the day, because, like, you know, some sometimes people on the internet, especially around gaming, take it way too seriously and threaten developers and, and people who are working and have access to that information. That's it's awful. So, yeah, it's it's horrible what's going on. So, yeah. Um, so what's the good news? Yeah. There's the good news that uh, um, the customers movies are, are coming to plus. I, I guess that's good news. Um, is that good? Is that good enough? Uh, Sony is moving its Bravia Studios movie stuff over to PlayStation Plus, so you'll get 100 movies for free, 
and then there'll be rentals and buy stuff as well. So it's another subscription service on top of your subscription service. So yeah, that just makes sense so, though. Like the leverage yeah. their like synergies and and bundling all of those things together. That's one of the things that I've constantly wanted to see Final Fantasy uh, 11 and 14 do is is bundle this up together, like make it a make it a package, increase its value for the subscription. Because when we look at things like with well, the like you know back to the live service thing, just a little bit. I think essentially when you like Chris brought up, uh, you know, like, hey, there's just a lot of stuff like, you know, to play. And it's not even just play. I think after the pandemic, like people have also gotten much, much busier. Like we're seeing, you know, from just the numbers, you know, people might be working one and a half jobs or two jobs. So you might be actually out of the house more, you know, because you're just, you know, trying to make ends meet and hedge off inflation. Uh, and thus that gives you less time to sit down and play. And uh, and when you do sit down to play, you know, like when we've seen is like, if you're like, oh, if you feel like you're falling behind in a game, it's easy to be like, you know, that FOMO that we've seen kind of really kind of make its pre you know prevalence when we look at like Destiny. But um, that's where it's like, I think games that I'm I'm hopeful for uh, are ones that look at the uh, life service model and, and, and don't put in that artificial, you know, FOMO of uh, the battle pass expiring and things like that, because Halo season four has been phenomenal. And I have all my previous seasons to to level, so I'm I'm having fun there. Wayfinder kind of has the same business model, so we'll have to ultimately wait and see. Uh, on in that case, any other thoughts on? Gonna, uh, go ahead, Chili. It's going to be interesting to see what uh, at launch they've said that it's going to be need nine megabytes and two megabytes down for PS4. Yeah. Um, but the TV version actually has like what they what they call like some like true movie mode, where it streams like a a, a proper 4K bitrate. And that actually needs 80 meg down. So it's going to be interesting to see if that comes to the PS5 eventually. Yeah. Uh, this will also include some Crunchyroll stuff as well. So you'll have some anime from Crunchyroll included in with the sub. So anyway, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> You're good, dude. Any other thoughts, Julie? I mean, sorry, uh, Chris? No, I'm just, I just am getting into the Crunchyroll thing because I've been, at the same time I'm learning Japanese, I'm learning german because that's what i took in high school so that way i have some victories because the japanese hard man it's really hard <laughs> uh and so the german comes to me much easier it's much more similar to english and i've taken some of it you know well over a decade ago but there is elements of it that seem familiar so it it, it comes very quickly mm -hmm. so i want to start watching some anime with my understanding is you watch it with english audio and german subtitles and then as I get better at German, you invert that and you listen to the German while reading the English. And then you go to German with German subtitles. You may need to pause and rewatch. And then you take the training wheels all the way off and hopefully understand what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> no subtitles, just German audio. Um, just German audio. So nice. I, I finished my first two episodes of Peppa Pig with... Oh. Uh, German and German subtitles at 75% speed, nailing it. Um, <laughs> well, congrats, man. Do so, go. Not Crunchy roll is the goal. Uh, no, the Peppa Pig's just you know on what? YouTube. That's a children's Chris, show. I've been, let me try something. Kombawa, Chris, chili des. Your chili. Hello. Hello, Hello Chris. Chili. I'm chili. Okay. Yeah. So the yeah. I have to do put do the your first. So so when you say des at the end, that's yeah. like I am. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Cool. All right. I so see. I Chad also talking. have been practicing it recently. <laughs> <laughs> practicing your German that makes a lot more sense for you personally in my worldview. No, that's <laughs> Japanese. Closer. Oh, you're practicing Japanese. Okay, I got gotcha. you. 
the uh yeah that's one of the things that i wish i was better with just english language at all as opposed to then learning some kind of foreign language which would be really uh in, enjoyable i will say that's that's the big lesson learned is like i went and off to go find some grammar lesson on german and they were talking about like well this is just the infinitive and and so it works just like in english and i'm like okay but what's an infinitive so like mm -hmm. i like it's like oh i didn't finish my own language so when they explain it in grammatical terms it's like i don't but i don't know what that is in my native language so yeah i have no way of getting to what that is in ah <laughs> uh, i don't conjugate well as is so sure i see chat i see chat talking about the state of uh free to play buy to play and this is a uh, i'm gonna bring up a tweet actually from mr worldwide warrior light who's making the case in chat I do want to specify one thing for anybody who's watching this as a highlight or a pod. Uh, thanks, A, for being here. But B, Yoshi P has always maintained that uh, he's going to keep the subscription model rocking and rolling for Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, and basically, just like we're going to do what the players ultimately want. And I feel the vast majority of the 14 player base likes the subscription model. I think it's the most fair model for both the developers and the players themselves in terms of that relationship to development servers and continued operations of the game without then having to go through and you know try to create you know you know that fomo that essentially then frustrates a lot of players uh in the content itself but let's talk about it mr worldwide warrior like uh tweeting out yeep uh and it needs to go free to play and only pay for the expansions and the glam stuff on the mog station because it ain't an mmo experience that they did this in relation to square enix saying that square enix has finally made it possible to play all of final fantasy 14's completely solo which isn't actually true we you still have the crystal tower which is uh which is a multiplayer experience but what do you guys think let's talk about that for now is a good yeah for now uh what do you guys think i mean it's a headline there's a character limit so like it's gonna lack context so you gotta click their little bitly link to find out if they understand that um you you can't play it all uh mm -hmm. you, you literally can't so your first time through, you have to do eight and 24 man content with other people for now. It's something they said that they would look into working on, but that would be next expansion, uh, specifically the Crystal Tower raids and the required eight mans. Um, you could do old savages unsynced. And mm -hmm. as long as you're patient, they will eventually all get to you. But there is no way to experience everything that's in PvP without other players. There is no way to do everything that's in the Golden Saucer. But like you don't have to queue with other people, but you have to be around them. Uh, and that does bother some people and you can't do ultimates like you you just physically can't um like you're never going to experience that content without a really dedicated group so like and even a lot of the raid content and all of that you would have to be so incredibly patient to wait for it to be unsynced and go through a story so if you want mm -hmm. to experience pandemonium during endwalker you know normal is not hard but you need other players um, so like what Yoshi P has done is a lot less controversial than what that headline implies. What he said is that a narrative experience, something where people have emotions and read at their own pace and want to consume it at their own pace can be viewed alone. That is a lot more akin to direct to home movies where the theater is an option, but you can also just watch it on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not saying you can do all of life from inside of your house. So there's still a lot of MMO elements that aren't there. Uh, so, so like, should it go to free to play? 
I don't know, should the narrative be available for free? That's how like Xbox Game Pass handled um, Halo, right? They took yeah. portions of it and made that free to play. So should free to play include all narrative up to the current expansion? The uh, I think they will, you know, That's in terms of the gentle free... question, right? And I think it will actually in terms of the free trial, because I like we said, like, oh, OK, heaven's word. That makes sense. It's a really big expansion. It is really where you feel like Final Fantasy 14. Like you're if if you have a critique of ARR, heaven's word really is the answer to that, that critique for the majority of players. And that's what you see time and time again. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad I stuck with it. I really, really loved heaven's word. But then they added in Stormblood, which, you know, talking with Chile, you know, privately and what I've said, you know, publicly is that I think this then shows that at some point Shadowbringers will be a part of the free trial. At some point, you know, Endwalker will be a part of the free trial. And I have no qualms about that. I think that in and of itself is pretty fascinating that they would do that. But what seems strange to me and continue to seem strange is that if you purchase the game, you're forever locked into the subscription there's no going the other way it's a, it's a one-way trip and so as soon as you reward square annex with money then all of a sudden they're going to come back to the tin each and every month and i just wonder like do we see in the next like we're talking a long you know time span here at some point in the future where they go in some and create something new something that like within the economy of mmos right now wow and 14 are the only subscription MMOs, WoW has uh, managed it with a token, you know, to allow you to play and, and buy mean, subscription time, which I know EverQuest, is very controversial. So. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chili. What, what do you want to say? Isn't EverQuest still subbed or am I confused? It might be. Like Final Fantasy XI is still sub, but when we talk about like what's yeah. the mind share of Can you buy a WoW MMO? token on a free version? I think you still have to buy the base game. Right. I think you still have to purchase the, the And base you have to purchase game. your first month. I think you have to yeah, pay for the well, you have to pay for one month mm -hmm. and then earn enough gold in that month to pay for your subscription and then keep the loop alive. Yeah. Which would be I mean, a tall do you not ask get a for a new free... player. Like making that much gold for a veteran player is is absolutely a valid goal. Making that much as a new player, like you're in for some work those first few months because you're just not gonna have the resources. You're not gonna have the string of of 90 characters at cap that can take advantage of like daily login bonuses and stuff like the, the people that play on just a token, a lot of them have like almost a farm that they keep alive. Yeah. And there are many crops and those crops each have each individually been each of those fields has been tilled at a separate time over their career. And so it's gotten very easy now and they do it in just a handful of hours. Same in EVE Online, but that isn't true of a new player. So like mm -hmm. a lot of times these IGN articles are like, and you can play it for this. It's like theoretically, theoretically, uh, but like it's only been created in a lab environment. Like it doesn't, it doesn't function like that in the real world. Um, and you're setting somebody up for failure marketing it that way. Wessel in chat says it'd be nice if returning players could go to actually a free trial mode. So if, for example, they hadn't hit Stormblood yet, they can actually, instead of making a new account and starting over from scratch, be able to just log in and take advantage of the, what, you know, the free trial is because in that, that, and that's essentially kind of where I wonder if we'll ever see, the game go where all of a sudden you say right now you know because if you think about the free trial going all the way to stormblood you would say Shadowbringers and endwalker require you to be subscribed and if you're subscribed you have you know access to the retainers but if you're not subscribed you're yeah you're in that free trial mode and those restrictions still apply but if you were like yes this game's great here's 
here's 20 bucks or here's 40 bucks for it. And then all of a sudden, because I've seen that happen from a lot of a lot of players who are like, wait, what do you mean? I need to I need to be subscribed every month just to to play it. I feel like all of a sudden it feels like they ended up rewarding Square Enix and then Square Enix is like, OK, we're going to take this back from, you now, which just seems strange. With yeah, the, I mean, you're making the cliff even higher if you let them play for the first six months with uh, you let them found this relationship. It's like, yeah, come over to my house. You can mm -hmm. stay here. You can eat my food uh i'll rent movies for us to watch i'll always drive everywhere i'll take your clothes to get dry cleaned it's on me because i just want you to feel comfortable here mm -hmm. but then at the end of six months i still have to start asking you for rent so like i don't know that you're really coming out ahead um right. if you invite those people to play their first two years for free and then you go and now i need a subscription so i do think <laughs> like just being really upfront with people this is it has to be subscription as the end result so it's just always subscription yeah. Um, and free login campaigns are a much healthier model, right? Where it's very yeah. clear from the get go. We're normally a subscription, but right now it's free. That's a much more transparent conversation than mm. come and play this free game. Right. <laughs> and then later you just pull yeah. the curtain we're, back and go, ah, I got your money. Uh, and that just doesn't. So like I, I struggle with like this desire that it's just going to be open-ended not to mm -hmm. mention everything's on kind of this spectrum from like, you want to be inviting to as many people as possible and you want to discourage bots as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, you, you can never be at either end all the way, but I will say that like the two things that keep final fantasy 14 from being as bot intrusive as other games, I'm not saying there aren't bots. I'm just saying like to keep it from being as bot intrusive is a Gil has no long-term value in that. Like, having a trillion gill would not get you anything that having 10 million gill wouldn't get you or, or 200 yeah. million. And somebody's like, put a house. Like there is, there is a one finite amount of gill and then you would just have the bulk of what everybody wants. Um, and so having an unlimited supply doesn't really do anything. It's cool. But yeah. like, it doesn't encourage bots in the way that like having a billion gold has a real world dollar equivalent. Um, so devaluing that and then also limiting the barrier to entry, making every bot buy an account is good because that means that they have to spend. Uh, so limiting how far they can get in kind of a free trial before they have to pay in limits mm -hmm. how many people because then they have to value propose that. How much am I going to get out of this account before it gets mm -hmm. banned? Right. Right. If I have to pay way, $20 about... in to get $30 out, I'm going to go play a game where I can pay $5 in and get $100 out. Go Chili. By the way, talking about housing, Chris, I don't know if you've read the news recently. Um, you know, uh, Yoshi P does the patch notes live. You know, where he talks about, yeah, the current patch, like 6.5. Um, this was translated from Japanese to English, of course. So, and this was done in like a talkative setting. So, you know, this, we don't know all the information about this exactly. And it's all, it could be subject to change because this is talking about 7.0 content. Um, but he mentioned that they're talking about having the ability to remove pillars and possibly increase the size of your interior of your house in 7.0. So you might be able to have a large house inside, even if you own a small house in the future. And that, Whether this for will me, be a gill sink yeah. as well will be That'd interesting. Be cool. That That'd tells cool. me, though, also 7.0s, like uh, fundamental memory management and underlying systems have been absolutely worked on for for that because we've seen it with the multi-die system and that's where like i i got the, you know the glamour people are excited that's great i'm happy for them but i'm the technological side of it i'm like holy smokes they've really re-engineered some things in their back end to to make this possible and then being able to say like you got a small house on the outside but inside you can we can we can change that 
continues to like affirm that fact that I think 7.0 in a way where like makes me even more excited to see what they do with 8.0 because a lot of this work then once complete allows them to hopefully increase their velocity going forward. Yeah. No, I it's it's great. The amount of content in this game is huge. Um, there is one player, I believe, in the world who can say they're done with Final Fantasy 14, like truly done. Uh, so it's like last yeah, week he has or something. All the achievements. He finished every single yeah. one. JP player. Yeah. Woo. He's done. Done. Yeah. Completed. He's the only person Beat that can go Final Fantasy X 14 until the next update. <laughs> yeah, but at that point, it becomes much more maintainable. Oh, like yeah, at that point, just, now you yeah. just consume it at the rate that it it comes out so like once people hit that in wow every expansion all those people get reset but then it's a race and so yeah. the number of people that have every achievement in wow just continues to rise yeah. um and so that's and they started adding things like all the things and all that and like there are people approaching some crazy numbers on that as well so you end up with just ridiculous amounts of completion from the truly dedicated few that that take that as a as a goal mm -hmm. um so I don't know. I don't think the game should be free to play. I think they've set up a business model that works really well for them. I think that they have a player base that appreciates it and rocking that boat for a set of people that haven't like you're rocking the boat with people that like your game in mm -hmm. hopes that people who already have either said they actively don't want to play your game or don't even know who you are might like you. Like it just feels like it'd be better to make a new project. Yeah. It'd be better to make a final fantasy 20 online and say that's going to launch as a free-to-play than to just take an existing business model and say, I have a hamburger shop, but I hear pizza joints make a lot of money. So I'm just going to piss off everybody who likes my hamburgers and make pizza. And then I'm going to hope that people like pizza know to go to the old hamburger place. Like, so I think you're just better off opening another restaurant. And they're, they're, yeah. I, I'm from Dallas. Like Dallas is the number one chain starting location in the United States. We have a lot of restaurateurs who they do really well in one genre of food and they open up and they say, oh, this is from the makers of this. Mm -hmm. And they open up another style and another style and another style to see if their mentality could work in maybe another genre of food or another price point or something like that. Um, it, it would be weird to just pivot an existing business. Now, I have a uh, I have a, a kind of to flip the script question for you guys in this case is that, again, looking at the theoretical future, this is just envisioning, like, think at a minimum five years from now, you know, 8.0, 9.0 is on the way, you know, in this regards. Uh, it's on Xbox, it's on PlayStation 5. We're already starting to talk about or already starting to experience the next next generation. Uh, and we've also finally seen Ashes of Creation hit its alpha phase, too. Uh, <laughs> um I love that. I, I hope somebody clips that <laughs> five years for alpha phase two. Um, what still would you faster than what, star citizen? Still faster. I'm, yeah. I actually, I, I went and bought star citizen just cause I was like, all right, I'm going to see did what you though. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, what I, did you purchase the, the base package or whatever they had? Like, and what does bucks. that get you? Who the freaking knows? I haven't even played it yet. <laughs> I believe you said star you, citizen you. money. I'm asking like, when does a purchase get complete? Like, did I buy something off Amazon <laughs> when I gave them money or did I buy something off Amazon when it arrives and product. I take possession? Yeah. I think it's when you give them money. The, so uh, it's very clear. Like when you go to McDonald's and you give them $2 and they hand you a burger in like 20 seconds, you're like, that was a transaction. But like yeah. when we start talking about these games that, have like a theoretical launch date that's already yeah. moving and is already far away like what are you buying yeah. like, I'm, like, going to McDonald's, if I, if I'm not saying you didn't buy it no. 
Like it definitely seems like I, your wallet knows you bought it. I just literally have like not your even game library doesn't know you bought it. it. So it's like, yeah, yeah. It'd be like you go to McDonald's, giving them five dollars, and they give you the bun, the base bun, and then they'd be like, "Okay, we've still got to get I mean, the cow's bread." And the cow's got to come. Swipe right, but he doesn't age. Is Julie upset? <laughs> no, she's not. Uh, I just haven't had he time to play that many games. He hasn't done anything. He just he has it downloaded. That's about it. The um, <laughs> the uh, um, so the, the the flipping of the script. Thinking five years from now, keeping the subscription model. But what do you feel? Do you feel like there would be some uh, potential to bundle with Game Pass and PlayStation Plus uh, when you're starting no. to talk about like a, a game that's coming up on twenty years <laughs> of service? No. Think about today. Think about it in five years. Yeah, I am. No, <laughs> I think, I think we'll at get some, some point more you're going to bundle so many things that it's going to get frustrating. Um, sometimes I don't want the soda. As I've tried to lose weight and as I've tried to be healthier, I don't want the drink. And so mm -hmm. when McDonald's implies that it is a more valuable meal because they now include large sodas, I'd rather them just decrease the price of the burger. Mm -hmm. So my counter to that is that there may be a day where we look back at these subscriptions and people say, well, I get my BMW heated seats and I get my Amazon free shipping and I get my Final Fantasy subscriptions and they pay to mow my lawn and I get three free shirts dry cleaned every month. But I actually just wanted to play Final Fantasy 14. Like, is there a way to pay less and just play Final Fantasy 14? Like, do I have to get all of that other stuff? Right. Do you have um, to get locked so, into a bundle? So like, I, I know we're swinging towards bundles, but I just like already in my head, I feel the pendulum. Like there's still people that are like, but I, but I don't want all that other crap. Like it's just bloat. I just like, I just want to play final fantasy 14 and then I'll just pay all a cart. Like if I want to pay for Netflix, I'll pay for Netflix. Like I don't, I'm not worried about the fact that two companies have my credit card info and we'll leak it at a later date. I, I I'm uncomfortable with that instead of us having just one location and everything has to be tied to everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Um, now that uh, we've uh, we've, we've kind of, I think talked about all the different things about final fantasy 14, especially with 6.5. Hopefully you guys are checking out the content and enjoying it uh, for what it is. And then obviously like, you know, into the, in, I think the biggest thing for October for me is what the next fan fest is to uh, entail because we're going to get a job reveal we're going to start to kind of get a better picture and ultimately it'll be fun because we'll also then get to speculate on what the last job is <laughs> um so it's going to be a fun month uh for sure so hopefully you guys uh stick around and enjoy that but i want to talk to you guys now about uh new world new world released its expansion uh rise of the angry earth on the same uh day uh october the third and it delivered it on time which is good but as with uh as with it there are some some bugs but beyond the bugs uh you have massive 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 queue times so anybody who's oh. out there like waiting around <laughs> to get on a server shocker so i would say like people keep asking me is that we're stepping back into and it's like maybe here in two weeks when you're not having to like wait hours to play because there's just too many good things to play right now but overall, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I know Chris. 24 7? Could that? you just play? Are we just back to an Endwalker? Are we just back to December Thankfully Endwalker not launch? Thankfully, that bad. Thankfully, like, not like that I bad. just played it. Uh, yeah. I just played in the morning. Like, I just booted yeah, up yeah. the game and then oh, yeah. went and made my coffee and breakfast and then played in the morning. 
Q times uh, for the game and right now for, for the US for like us central and 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 west uh, or sorry east uh, tend to actually start around like ten or eleven uh, a.m. Uh, but it's not horrible. Like you could just kind of put yourself in queue and you can play and go What's from there. What's the bigger riot? Here's here, here's here's two suggestions. Let's just imagine that server space is limited and that the number of players that want to play doesn't fit. So we're in that world. That's every MMO launch ever. What's the better way to handle it? Queue times, first come, first serve. But once somebody's online, as long as they don't AFK out, they can play mm -hmm. as many hours as they want. But it's first come, first serve. So the answer is to be first. Mm -hmm. Or, stay with me, cap the number of hours that somebody can play in a 24-hour period and then kick them to make room for other people until load decreases. I would think the better thing to do is, and maybe I'm, I misheard you on the first option, it would be to give the ability to guest on like a, just a holdover server so that while you're in queue for your world, you're not just waiting around watching a number slowly decrease. That's what cloud will offer, but my premise yeah. was server space is limited and the number of people outnumbers the available servers, which is yeah. every oh. launch currently. The day we have uh, yeah. cloud, the day we have like, hey, as long as you're willing to play solo Final Fantasy 14 story in Dawn Trail, there's only a wait to get onto the multiplayer servers. If you're willing to spin up into a private cloud instance, you can just log on right now. Like the moment cloud has some sort of ability to start phasing us into like a lesser version of the game, but you can start playing right now. Mm -hmm. um, that's better. Yeah. But I what like I'm just telling you, like, as somebody that is willing to get on early and play long, I benefited greatly during Endwalker. Yeah. And there were people who said they just wanted to be able to play a couple hours and they were frustrated they couldn't. And I played 105 hours in the first week. There's only 168 hours in a week. So like I'm just telling you that the like the queue system benefits gamers like me who mm -hmm. will use an alarm clock and will just get up before the queues start and then just Right. Don't get off. Benefit the like me. Like, I just won't log off. Right. Yeah. The work from home crowd as well. Like so like me. I can just queue. Yeah. Go also ahead, benefit people like me that play on NA servers and live in England. So it's going to be early for you anyway, even though it's afternoon for me. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah, for sure. It's one of the things that I'm especially saying, the changes. Time, and I see all these people in pain and I'm like, Maybe they should kick people like me off. Like maybe I shouldn't be allowed to have 185 hours. We could set it a big number. Maybe well, it, it 80 hours temporary. Is maybe right. at 80 hours in a week they should have said, well, hey, "You got to get your spot up." Like, like there are people who haven't gotten yeah, to play then all going, yet. Um, then we're almost going back to 1.0 where it didn't kick you off, but it might well have because you had the XP cap from playing too long oh yeah <laughs> you I, just so you have you just incentive to play i'm uh, only suggesting it because there are people that would benefit and i like like i benefit from the current system yeah so leaving it the same is great yeah <laughs> like, i just get up early like it's it's fine um i don't know chat says only uh if it's free to play would that feel like it's like hey you have a kind of a limit when when under when the servers are under that much stress you kind of pyros community say that they stay logged into their character yeah. while they're at work. Yeah, I've seen people do that. Like they just that's actually was a big so thing. Their that, play time yeah. is just like nine billion hours, right? Because they just have a computer just sucking wadage out of the wall to just uh, keep a character online. To... I mean, well, we've seen I that in the five base 11. 11. Yeah, people yeah, would do because, that. Was there a uh, you would go yeah. to the uh, Roland Barry yeah. Marts because the vendors were cheaper to sell on your character than it was at the auction house for a while. Yeah. So people would just sit outside the main city 
constantly leaving, staying logged in so they could sell the you stuff. You used cheaper to be able because, to, yeah, you used to be able to do that in, uh, in, uh, in 14 as well. So you could used yeah, to be able to yeah. list and say, Hey, I'm willing to sell this in my inventory for this price. And so somebody could come and inspect you and like, Oh, let me check out your shop and just purchase it direct from you. So in 11, that's what they did a lot of 14 did that. But when 2.0 dropped, they got rid of the, the direct, uh, you know, well, uh, purchase yes and no. If yeah, because having to... your servers be busier yeah. because you didn't design a better system is a terrible use of resources. Okay. Yes and no, Brian. If you actually go to someone's house and they have mm -hmm. the vendor outside their house, mm -hmm. uh, you it will not actually sell it with the tax. Oh, cool. So yeah, Encouraging that's, people uh, to that's not, not play your game to play your game is a weird <laughs> game mechanic. But like, yeah. You would be benefited if you did less but kept playing. Like, don't yeah. just go fold your laundry and then enjoy the game later. I want you to always half play this game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the market board had a tax added to it eventually. Oh, and then weird. the players shops didn't have the tax originally. So yeah. people would go outside the main town so that they could sell without the tax. It's kind of like how you would do with retainers when new patch new patches come out, new seeds, because a lot of the new seeds, when the first expansion comes out, doesn't have tax. So you would switch all your retainers to the new C to sell stuff cheaper and get more money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, because obviously I think what you'll, you know, Q times, like same thing, kind of the hit Wayfinder uh, right at the, right out of the gate, just massive, massive amounts of Q times, a lot of waiting. And that just leads to frustration. And I think that's just going to naturally going to be something that it'll be great to see, um, you know, with Final Fantasy 14, introducing some cloud testing architecture. Uh, you know, we don't, fully know what that entails but didn't that come with six five is Yoshi, or is that coming later the they're doing some tests coming in 6.5 x okay so they're they're so. testing in that and so yeah having that ability to kind of scale because i think that the right solution is just let people play in a weird an honest way guild wars 2 is one of the, one of the systems that just handles it so much better than every other game out there where it's just like all right yeah you have a server but it we're just going to put you into the game and we're going to just let you play and we're we're just going to handle it all on the back end and i do wonder if we'll end up seeing you know with uh with all uh, the, the changes to 14 uh you know uh, happening well who knows what do you go ahead jilly uh pride dizzy says it will be dropping in 6.57 cool excellent excellent all right guys um that's all i, I really had to you know kind of break down with you guys today is there anything that y'all would like to talk about before we wrap up uh today's show Chris, are you, uh, you're going to uh, live stream some 6.5? Yeah, I'm going to play games. I'm going to play games. I have, um, I have time. I have, chat. Up, I have to go pick up a car later. Yeah. Well, there's a, a hard out then to go get your, uh, your hard out. I'm your excited. New car. Yeah. It's, you should be. It's, oh man, I'm, I'm like, my, my truck's almost 20 years old. And I'm like, I was sitting here going, like, yeah, one day there's I'm going to. Things have about a my new car. Vehicle. Like, I love my car and I'm not mm -hmm. looking forward to getting rid of it. But like, as it sits, when you open the door handle, it doesn't spring closed. So you have to close the door handle from the outside before getting in the vehicle. Yeah. So, but like I've been doing that so long that when I open the car door, my hand just naturally like, opens the car door and gently closes the handle. And then I get in and close it. So like, I don't even think of it as a motion until like I get the car towed and the guy can't close the door because yeah. he thinks that you just close the door to close it. I'm like, Idiot. Yeah. Everybody knows you have to close the door handle and then close the door. <laughs> Like, is that not normal to have no. a fucking door handle that's been like that for probably two years? Um, he couldn't get the key out of the ignition. The, and so it's like, well, and it's like, yeah, you just you just wiggle it and push the button. And it just kind of wiggle and jiggle. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. just come out. 
but like it literally, I did it in one motion. I just reached in and just pulled the key out. And he's like, oh, that was easy. And then I realized like, yeah, it's probably because I'm doing something weird because it's my car. And I yeah. know um, what's weird about it. But I'm excited. In theory, yeah. this car's just going to work. I saw chat talking a lot about Starfield. And I, I'm just absolutely like having a great time with that game. I just visited NASA uh, on the last uh, live stream, which was really, really freaking cool. And I really appreciated what that was all about. So if you guys... Uh, feel like checking that out i do have uh two uh, starred comments these are uh, different interesting uh questions that have been asked that i we didn't get a chance to talk about so as we wrap up what do you guys think soro asks do you think that square enix will make another online final fantasy game yes yes probably when would be the follow-up far but, um before 2030 very far away more like 2040 maybe I think 2040 well I think, that, I think that internally they plan to deliver it before 2030 i don't know that it'll yeah. hit that mark but they will begin marketing and stuff yeah yeah i think yeah, we 20, have one i think we have one in the next shifts. i think we have yeah. one in the next decade yeah. um i don't you know it's possible it beats ashes or it's possible it beats ashes to creation to market <laughs> it's very possible um the on that side, that same kind of time frame, though, because that also shifts you into a whole another generation where it looks like the next generation of consoles kicking off in 2028. So from a technological stack perspective, uh, you can actually I think you're not sitting here building for today. You're, you're building for, you know, something that, uh, you know, we, we can only imagine what what that's going to entail. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do. I also agree. I think there will be another online Final Fantasy game. I still wonder if they'll put a numbered, uh, you know, after it. Obviously, if it was they will, releasing... it'll, be, it'll be a mistake. Just call it like, yeah, because even Yoshi P doesn't Final like Fantasy. the fact that, yeah, sorry, infinite. I don't know. Yeah, speculation was 17, even Yoshi but I wonder. hates the fact that it's yeah. called 14. They want to call right. it online, don't they? More than actually 14. Yeah, just call it online. Final yeah. Fantasy Online, Final Fantasy Online 2. Final Fantasy Online 3. I think that's a perfect, perfect system to use. The other question uh, they ask uh, is uh, for Brian Online Dragon Quest, how much would you flip out if that announcement happened? They've been doing an offline version of Dragon Quest 10 as a part of their trying to preserve what that game is. And it's unfortunate that Dragon Quest never uh, came over to uh, the US. But I know that Dragon Quest in the US isn't as popular a franchise as Final Fantasy. And that that is always something that's going to bum me out. Um, I'm planning on picking up the, the the latest Dragon Quest release that just that just dropped here, Dragon uh, the Die or something like that. I'm probably butchering the name, um, but I'm that's just all going to be based off of when I start clearing off some of my backlog because there's just too many uh, games uh, to play <laughs> in, in that respect. But you guys have any thoughts? Would they also do? You, would you like to see them uh, either port uh, Dragon Quest 10 offline or online over to the West? Uh, or would you rather see them make a, a Dragon Quest Online game as opposed to uh, a numbered series? That could be a great source for another MMO. It could be. Yeah. What do you think, Jillian? I, I would rather it just be a separate game rather than Dragon, a numbered game. But I'd be happy no matter what. It'd be nice to see Dragon Quest Online actually reach you know, Europe mm -hmm. and America. Yeah. Oh, man, dude. 100%. Uh, they're obviously still working on Dragon Quest 3 Remake. They're also working on Dragon Quest 12, uh, and we still don't have any news on that. I'm wondering if 2024 is going to be uh, opening that up for many more options, so we will ultimately have to wait and see, and it sounds like the Switch 2 will be dropping sometime in 2024 as well, so I know that 
I'm sure I'm going to be both as excited and as angry as with Nintendo as I usually am when it comes to them releasing new hardware, which I think is long overdue. Anyway, Chili, thank you so much for uh, tuning, uh, joining us here uh, today. Uh, where where can people find you? What you got coming up? Okay, I'm Chili, one half of Moogle Grammar Radio. You can find me over on twitch.tv. This Moogle Grammar Radio. We do a podcast every two weeks. Though this month is going to be a bit awkward because the, after because we got a show tonight. Um, but the next show would be around the same time as Fanfare, so it's going to be a, it, technically, I guess, we're going to have one this month, kind of, because it's going to be end of October, early November. Mm-hmm. Um, I stream every day at 8 p.m. BST until about midnight. Uh, uh, currently, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, my co host, Paul, he is a wonderful person, and I love that he is amazing. Uh, he streams from Saturday, Sunday to Monday. Um, he is currently playing, doing his streaming at Raid, and he's doing Cyberpunk on stream actually as well. Um, so yeah, I that's where you can find me. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for having me on. It's been fun. It's great uh, catching up with you, Chris and Brian. Chris, what do you got coming up? Uh, where can people find you? I'm gonna play Final Fantasy 14 today, um, and then I'm slowly working back into content creation days. Uh, kind of one day a week, starting to try to get it to thir- <clears throat> Thursdays, and I'm slowly dying from a lack of water. Ooh, I've waited patiently. <laughs> drink, 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 chug, chug. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing some 14, and I'm really looking forward to Dawn Trail. Uh, I've got some projects I want to get out the door before Dawn Trail, and so knowing that that's mm-hmm. coming kind of gives me a deadline to shoot for. Um, so, just always, always have something kind of in your mind and something you're shooting for. Awesome. And then uh, I guess for me, uh, obviously, I'll have my videos for New World and some guides and updated controller stuff rolling out on New uh, New World Central, uh, as well as just my general uh, variety coverage over on Ginger Prime. Now, we're also uh, been slowly expanding the work to game umbrella. And so if you guys have been following Epic Loot Radio, uh, you've seen Kirk. Uh, he's been showing up and he actually ran the podcast last this last Monday, which we're trying to do every other week, uh, which was really exciting to see. So if you guys are interested and you want to have a conversation about just general content creation and how we can kind of support you guys, uh, feel free to reach out. You can always hit us, hit me up specifically over on uh, Discord and we can start to kind of grow and expand uh, what it means to work the game. So just kind of keep peeing, uh, keep peeing, <laughs> keep uh, paying attention uh, to the socials and so much more. Anyway, guys, this has been it for uh, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, live and hopefully we will see you next time but until then take care